What's up, guys, and welcome back to Food and Profanity. Listen, I know I promised a revamp, but I'm not there just yet. <laughs> but I did want to come on here and, you know, hopefully touch on an update um, with you guys. But I do want to express, you know, my feelings that I've encountered lately, etc., etc., stuff like that. Um, you know, first of all, I would like to thank everyone who is still here and who chooses to still be here no matter the bullshit that they're thrown or that they go through i appreciate you just remember you're always worth it you're always loved by someone even if they don't show it um me personally i don't know who's listening to this i don't know everyone who's listening to this and you know if this touches you or if this, you know, helps you in any way possible to at least make a first step to get help or whatever the case may be, I want to thank you for that because, I, yeah, I don't know you, but you're worth it. Your life has value. You're, wor- you're worth so much more than the negative thoughts that you may be suffering from or the negative, um, like, bullying or whatever the fuck the case is that's happening in your life, you know? I know God throws a lot of, I believe in God, obviously. I'm not going to disrespect anyone else and their religion. Um, But I do believe that God throws us into loops and obstacles because he knows that we are going to overcome it. That's just my faith. Um, So what gets me through my toughest days are uh, the love for my family and uh, God in prayer, you know. And I know I don't look like the type of person kind of that would be, you know, um, I don't know, I guess like a prayer, praying type person or, you know, a, a real believer in God and Jesus and stuff like that. But fuck you guys for judging me. Um, I am. Um, no, I don't go to church every Sunday. I go to church a lot less even, you know, now with COVID. However, I do have my faith. I do have my um relationship and bond with God and you know I have my uh, beliefs and stuff so like I said you know if you're struggling or if you're going through some things and this you know touches you and stuff like that and it and it helps you in, in a way to go reach out to somebody I appreciate that you know um we're all one at the end of the day and nobody deserves to lose their life let alone take their own life you know so I appreciate you and want to remind you that you're loved and you're worth it all right how how about that for a fucking intro (laughs) so real quick guys um yes I have suffered with anxiety uh ever since i was in seventh grade and if i do the math correctly i was between 11 to 12 years old in seventh grade um so go figure you know um i had my first panic attack in seventh grade right after church i was a i was a an altar server sorry i was an altar server uh right after i was serving as an altar server walking back to um the classroom i just freaked the fuck out i started crying you know hyperventilating and all that shit and then when my mom picked me up uh, with my grandmother you know um it was till the end of the day is you know um that i felt better so 
I was able to right away identify, uh, well, I didn't understand what anxiety was until I went to the doctor. The doctor was like, oh, you, it seems to me that you had a panic attack after what I told her what was going on. And I was like, okay, yeah, I kind of figured that, you know, because I didn't feel sick in any way. I just, uh, you know, I was just emotionally unstable, (laughs) Um, crying and freaking the fuck out. So at that young age, my favorite grandma was having a procedure done. And it was something about, you know, sticking a, a something in her vein on her legs or some shit. I, I really don't remember. Um, but I did overhear the doctor say that um, it could, you know, cause her to go into cardiac arrest or, or cardiac arrest or some shit like that. This was way before the procedure happened. So finally on the day, the day of, uh, it was going to happen, I believe in the afternoon, you know, going to school, I was like, all right, well, you know, I didn't think it was going to affect me, but clearly it did. Uh, after we went to the hospital, my grandma had the, um, procedure done. Obviously she came out. Okay. She told me that she would always come out. Okay. And that everything was fine. So my anxiety was went away basically that day. Cool. Um, then my grandma had to go through like dialysis and stuff like that and a whole bunch of other procedures later on. Um, I don't know if it was that year or the year after. Cool. So my doctor was able to tell me that I had a panic attack. The only, you know, thing that she recommended, right? Look at this shit. The thing she recommended to help me was to automatically medicate me and um I didn't know any better my mom didn't know any better um about this so we went ahead and got the medication but she told me you know the side effects and stuff that was going to happen on this medication and you know after we got the uh we picked up the prescription I was just thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it and I'm like hey you know mom I don't feel comfortable taking this and she was like, yeah, I don't either. You know, let's just, you know, figure out other ways to deal with this. And I was like, cool. So perfectly fine, right? Um, I did have anxiety anxiety later on, um, but it wasn't anything that I couldn't handle. Now that I had my first episode, I knew, you know, more or less how to handle it. Mind you, a fucking 11 to 12 year old already knowing how to deal with anxiety. Okay, cool. Fast forward a couple, well, a year actually. So my, let me tell you, eighth grade, um, my grandmother, um, I obviously I graduated eighth grade, 2005. Cool. So my grandma was sick. You know, she wasn't able to make it to my brother's um, graduation in 04. Um, so I didn't expect it. I didn't expect her to be able to, um, sorry, I'm reading text messages at the same time. Fucking assholes. <laughs> um, I didn't expect her to come to my eighth grade graduation. Um, but she did. And when I saw her, you know, I didn't, I didn't think she was there. You know, because I, I knew where my family, you know, my mom and dad and everybody were sitting. So I was like, oh, okay, my grandma didn't make it. But when we were walking out, um, we were walking out, 
I looked to my right and my grandma was there with my favorite aunt and she was holding flowers for me. So I literally, I was like, oh shit, you know, I was uh, surprised. So all those emotions, whatever, um, I just fucking started bawling when we got outside. And, you know, when everybody else came outside and stuff like that, um, everybody, you know, my family was like, oh, why are you crying? And I was like, you know, because mama made it, you know, she's in my head. I'm like, yo, she she made it. You know, she's sick. She's been going through dialysis. She's beat to shit, you know. I didn't expect it, but I was so fucking happy to see her. Um, so that day, that same moment, my grandma asked me, like, why are you crying? You know, <sighs> sorry, it's a, it's a hard topic for me. I'm a little emotional and I didn't want to be like vulnerable to you guys or anything like that. But I think that. There are people out here that might be suffering with the same thing or have gone through the same thing. You know, and I I just want to share this so they know that they're not alone. This is something that happened to me 15 years ago. And it still brings me to tears as if it happened yesterday. So I want to share this because it's something that's been lingering and lingering and lingering you know, so, (laughs) fuck you guys, I'm trying to stay strong so you guys don't get tired of my little whining and shit, (laughs) or my crying, and actually listen to the message, so, (sighs) my grandma asks me why I'm crying, and whatever, and I was like, oh, because you're here, you know, I didn't think you were gonna make it, because you're sick, and then she's like, I, I told you that I'll always be here for you, you know, and stuff like that. I don't want to keep going because I will cry at that. <laughs> so that was cool, right? That was in May 05. <clears throat> well, November 22nd. 2005 at around 11 50 ish p.m my grandma was pronounced dead um and that day just sticks with me so i was 14 just started high school started taking my studies a little bit more serious well not not that I didn't take my studies serious it was the fact that it's high school so it's gonna be a lot harder and I'm playing sports so I gotta get my shit together you know learn how to balance my academic life with my student athlete life cool so the one day that before my grandma was supposed to go in for surgery, I stood home um, because I was working on a stupid fucking uh, history project, social studies. I don't know what the fuck it's called anymore at this point. Um, 
this history project dealing with i think i picked buddhism honestly i don't fucking remember but for those of you from nd listening um it was a it was a project for mr powell so he he taught history right that fucker um so i stood home i was like nah i don't want to go it's fine you know i'll see her tomorrow okay cool so that day i regret that fucking day and i'm so thankful that i got an a on that project but i regret not seeing my grandma and be able to have a conversation with her that day she had a kidney transplant that ultimately failed at the end it was going good but then it failed so I saw my grandma as much as I could when she was in the hospital and then one day one fucking day we went I just saw her so different and I was even bare heads and everything I put baby lotion on her feet and her legs we had just seen her a week before and she was fine and then this day that I'm talking about um, massaging her with baby lotion that day there was a big difference from the last time I had saw her saw or seen her (laughs) wow so you know my mom and my dad picked us up from school well my mom picked me up and I guess we went to go get my brother. I don't know how that happened. I don't know if my brother was first. I, honestly, I don't even fucking remember. I just remember my mom and my dad picked me up. And I already fucking knew something was bad. Because both of my parents at the same time picked me up. That that's that never happens. You know, they're always working. And one or the other always gets out earlier. Or I stay after school or whatever the case is. I have sports or whatever that particular day I got picked up by both of them and we stopped at a gas station and I asked my mom like what's going on and uh while my dad was pumping gas and stuff and like my mom just said mama that's it and I'm like fuck so right away I put on this I gotta be strong for everybody front and we get there and everybody's talking you know right when we get there you know my I I forgot who came out to my parents and was you know talking to them or whatever and I literally you know everybody was waiting because there were enough people upstairs and they weren't allowing you know visitors or whatever the case you know you had to do that whole switcheroo shit and the minute I heard that you know she had uh what they thought was a stroke in the middle of the night um I just didn't give a fuck and I just I just went I just went back to the room I was like I, I don't care someone's gonna have to leave the, the the priest or somebody whoever the fuck is in the room is leaving because I'm here now you know so I went in the room and um I forgot who was there but 
right away I went by my grandma and I was like oh you know she was on a ventilator and everything and I was just like fucking heartbroken so we were all there we so I guess like from the time that I got out of school which was 2 30 to like 11 p.m right um they had the priest come in you know all of us prayed because they thought that she was gonna pass away right then and there and uh, she didn't and then (laughs) my brother uh, went to give her a hug and actually unplugged something so everybody was freaking the fuck out i freaked out i wasn't crying yet but I, i i freaked out like what the fuck you know but uh then we noticed that my brother just you know slightly disconnected something that made a noise um and like after that after everybody left um it was my parents my godmom and my aunt uh one of my my dad's aunt who technically is my aunt um they went into another room and i was like well where the fuck am i gonna go (laughs) so i was like well i'm staying with my grandma then that's fine so i stood with my grandma and i started talking to her i i read a passage from the bible uh to her and i uh i I was just talking to her you know i (sighs) told her that i was you know that i needed her and that you know she promised me that she'd always be there for me and if she woke up that um fuck dude you see how crazy this is this happened 15 years ago i still can't talk about it oh what out getting super emotional so (sighs) i told her that you know i want to go to puerto rico with her and that i promise her that i'll work really hard so i can build her so I could build her the house that she wanted in Puerto Rico but that she needed to um, wake up so I just started talking to her and stuff and um, I noticed blood coming down her nose so I turned around, got a paper, uh, fucking tissue, and I wiped her nose. Then I kept talking to her, talking to her, talking to her, and then it happened again. Her nose was bleeding. So, I wiped it again. And I'm leaving a lot of stuff out. Um, because I it get uh, even more emotional than what it is right now so I wiped her nose again and then slowly her uh, heart rate started to go down and something started making a flashing noise and then finally everything was at zero So I was like, fuck, did I unplug something? And then 
I was like, oh fuck, this was all like fucking 10 seconds or less. I ran to out of the room and a nurse met me out of the room and she said, what's going on? I was like, you know, you just gotta help my grandma. Everything's at zero. And then she's like, okay. So all the doctors rushed into my grandma's room and (laughs) the nurse took me to the room where my parents and my aunt and my godmom were in. (laughs) And (laughs) they just asked me like, what's going on? (laughs) And I told them, Everything went to zero. And the stuff started flashing. So. My god mom just. Sat me down. And. She was on her knees. Grabbing my hands. Telling me to pray. And at that point. I was just aggravated as fuck. I did not want to pray. I just wanted to know what the fuck was going on. I didn't want to hear this. Let's pray. I didn't want to hear any of that. I just wanted to know what the fuck was going on with my grandma. If she was okay. So then. A man doctor and a woman doctor. (laughs) Came. We're walking to the door and, you know, I was like, okay, they're smiling to each other. They're, they're laughing. So this is, uh, it's okay. You know, my grandma's okay. It was probably me who unplugged something. Um, it was probably me who unplugged something, you know, they're, they're smiling with each other, walking towards the room. I highly doubt they're going to be acting like that if they have bad news to report. Um, well, fuck me right because no the minute they came in the room the minute these fuckers came in the room they got so stone faced and the first words were I'm sorry and since then I, I stopped listening I didn't give a fuck I sat my ass right back down I was like these motherfuckers are gonna come to me after they were laughing and shit making me think that everything was okay and they come over here and they start with the i'm sorry so yeah i was upset i was like fuck you guys whatever whatever get the fuck away from me get the fuck away from my family so then um they were pretty much like oh we're prepping her and you'll be able to visit or pay respects or whatever the fuck they said in a bit And right then and there, I just lost it. I fucking lost my shit. I was like, this cannot be fucking happening to me. You mean to tell... I was just with her. You mean to tell me that she she fucking died on me? Like, she just passed away on me? Like, what the fuck? So I was a fucking wreck. Oh my god. So the the rest of the night, actually, I... uh, I handled my grandmother's death relatively or fairly well in the moment. 
I was just in fucking shock that, you know, I went home. We did what we had to do. You know, it came to the wake. Uh, My best friend came to my wake and, you know, her mom got me across uh, like a like a handmade uh, rosary type cross to for me. And I put it in my grandmother's uh, coffin so she could take it with her. And like, I was okay. Um, I felt a little under the weather. You know, I guess after the burial, everybody just kept asking me if I was okay, if I was okay in the wake. uh, I guess because I looked pale. But um, when I got to her burial, I just... uh, I uh, knowing that I wasn't going to see my grandma again that I wasn't going to hear her again that I wasn't going to get her birthday calls or anything again it hit me when they were lowering her (sighs) and my brother helped me And didn't let anybody else hold me. He held me as really fucking tight like a bear hug. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and he asked me if I was okay. And I was like, yeah, I just want to go home. So, <laughs> trying to be strong for everybody else. In those few short days, um, literally, like, just fucked me up all the way until right now. Like, it is the hardest shit that I've, it's the hardest thing that I've ever dealt with. I wrote an essay about this in high school and in college and I've gotten A's all over it. It was a narrative essay that had a lot more emotion than me just talking right now. It just had a lot more details, I mean. It was just, it's been a lot to deal with since then that that's that trauma that people talk about. I didn't really think it was trauma, but it, it is clearly. So, yeah, it was, um, it's still something that I'm struggling with and, you know, I get anxiety. Uh, there's a lot of triggers that trigger my anxiety, uh, but I know how to cope with them. You know, I've never had to be, <clears throat> I never actually got medicated, which, you know, that's good. What's up, guys? This is the second segment of the episode that was previously recorded. I'm not sure how I'm going to attach it to the first episode. Whatever. Anyways, I uh, had to stop 
what the fuck I, I'm sorry I'm baffled because I look at this you know when you receive something new usually there it, it comes in a box obviously and then it comes in like a plastic bag with like a warning sign and you know other shit written on it well I just looked at the bag right now and it says warning like warning no fucking GFPN what the fuck kind of ghetto shit is this anyways um so the episode yesterday uh, that I attempted to record, but like I s- said in my first take of this episode, I think, <laughs> um, I was interrupted by a phone call that I'm so glad I received. I'm appreciative of that. Now, you know, to kind of pick up where I left off yesterday without getting so emotional, um, well, as emotional as I did yesterday, not because I'm not allowing myself to get emotional, uh, it's just because, you know, I really don't want to get emotional today. I'm not in that vulnerable state to get emotional in the first place, if that makes any sense, you know. Um, right now, I just want to get a point across and build from there, you know, to actually have you guys engage, sort of, you know, not make you guys want to click away. I mean, that that's my mood for today. <laughs> so, any other day, I was probably going to be regular and just keep on with the um you know very touching and emotional story as before so to touch back on yesterday um i am dealing with uh anxiety right now obviously uh like i said yesterday or the previous episode uh or previous segment whatever the fuck i've been suffering with anxiety since i was in seventh grade that's usually around 11 to 12 years old depending on your birthday um, so, you know, it's, it's been tough, you know, but I learned, like I said, how to cope with it usually. And, uh, I just want to hear back or at least not hear back. If I can't hear back, at least hopefully whoever is struggling with anxiety, um, or depression or both at that or any mental illness like bipolar disorder or, you know, border schizophrenic or whatever the fuck you guys are struggling with even if it's just a regular sad day and you are not anxious usually or you know you don't suffer from anything usually that's okay i'm I'm, i want to thank you for taking the time to trying to um understand so sorry midway of this whole thing you might hear a lot of noise because i'm actually trying out this uh neck massager back massager stuff that I was gifted by my mother. Thanks, mama bear. All right, now let's see if this really does heat up and it better not fucking burn me. (laughs) Oh my God, this is fucking amazing. Holy shit, I really didn't expect it to be this amazing. Holy motherfucker. You know, it feels like I'm legit in a um, massage chair. This is fucking soothing, holy moly. Oh, yep, that's heating up. I feel it. So if you guys ever want to get a nice neck massager slash back, hips, legs, neck, and shoulder massager, um, the one I'm using right now, it's called Viva Spa Neck Shoulder Massage. Uh, Massager says kneading and heating shiatsu massage. Uh, Let me tell you. This is the first time using it. It's fucking amazing. I've already used it on my neck. Oh, oh shit. I thought I broke it. <laughs> uh, I've used it on my neck, uh, my shoulders, 
mid back and my lower back without heat right now I'm trying it on my neck with some heat uh, low intensity and it feels good um, so yeah I'll give you the end um, like review towards the end of this um, final review towards the end of this podcast episode segment whatever the fuck so guys yeah like I said suffer from anxiety it's kind of hard to explain you know without giving you a textbook uh read it from the dictionary explanation of how anxiety feels or makes someone feel because it hits everybody differently um and you know some episodes of anxiety are a lot stronger than others or it might you know it might affect a person you know uh now rather than before you know rather than before so it might affect them worse now i'm sorry now than what it did before uh, or it might have affected them a lot worse before than it does now if that makes any sense hope you guys are following following along with that <laughs> if i get tongue twisted you know it's because i'm doing this oh my gosh massage or oh they didn't sponsor me either so shit if you guys want to sponsor me <laughs> be my fucking guest um you can reach out to me no i'm just kidding (laughs) um so yeah uh suffered with anxiety yada 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 i keep going back to that i keep losing my train of thought because my gosh this is actually very 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 oh very very good it feels so damn good holy shit and this is low intensity my golly uh anyway so you know i've suffered with that I like to call it childhood trauma where I lost, you know, a very special person to me. And till this day, when I talk about it or when I think about it, it feels as if it just happened yesterday. And it's something that obviously I haven't gotten over. I don't think I'll get over, um, but something that I haven't really coped with or had closure, however you guys want to, you know, put your two cents into it, I guess. Yeah, that's something that I haven't been able to get over or deal with on, you know, like a a healthier level. And by healthy, I mean like talking about it, talking through it, dissecting it and, you know, coping with it and coming to terms with it and stuff like that. It's something that still, still to this day, 15 years later, feels super fresh and it's, it's baffling to me. Uh, and it might be baffling to, you know, the Hispanic community, the Latino community, or to, you know, any other minority community, or even to any community, period. I don't want to just single us out because, you know, every person is different. Not only every person, but every background is different. Every, you know, uh, uh, race and how everybody deals with their own emotions, you know, with the whole stigma behind the race and how we all are, you know, a whole bunch of shit plays into this, you know? So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, I'm not looking, uh, for anyone to, you know, sit here and try to dissect and, you know, I'm not necessarily looking for help. Um, I just want to get this story across. Wow, I was going to say across. Holy fuck. I just want to get the... I got to move this uh, massager down. (laughs) I I just want to help out as many people as I can. Um, Meaning, you know, if they're going through something right now and it's so, so, so stressful and they don't think that they'll 
be able to overcome it or they don't think that someone is necessarily going through the exact same intensity that of of you know like the emotionally stressful situation that they're going through right now i just want you guys to know that everybody like i like everybody has said goes through different shit different times different intensities you know you guys aren't alone i know sometimes you don't want to bother someone with you know the way you're feeling like let's say you called a friend today or yesterday had that conversation fucking cried your guts out and then today you feel a little bit fine but you still want to talk to them about it and you don't get the same response that you did yesterday from them and it's something different i know that you don't want to be or feel like you are a bother to someone um so because i've been in that situation as well where i know everybody else is going through their own shit um and maybe their shit is a little bit more intense than mine but uh because of how you know beaten down i may be or whatever the case is i feel like it's a little bit more intense or whatever i don't want to seem insensitive to somebody else and their problems like i get it so whoever's listening to this and might feel the same way uh or feel the way like man i i'm alone i don't i don't have anybody to talk to whatever the case is nobody understands what i'm going through i've been there before i I know what you guys are talking about i understand (laughs) you're not alone so you know that that's i guess the main point of this part of the segment um i've seen <sighs> i've seen people get hurt i've seen people get murdered uh, n- not like right away actually i shouldn't even say that i haven't seen people anyone for that sense um get murdered i've seen them pass away because they were murdered that makes any sense um you know so i've seen a lot of death in uh, my life and i thought that you know it'd be easy to cope with but you know after losing my grandmother after seeing or losing a friend after seeing a friend uh, um you know go cold blue in front of you know his friends and family you know and stuff like that seeing another two other family members pass away you know it's it's you would think that you would at least be immune to it or something that it wouldn't affect you but i i, I don't know i don't even know why i even brought that up to be honest i'm just fucking rambling at this point but uh it's hard guys i understand that i understand that maybe you feel like you're a failure already and you don't want to feel like that or you're not you know you don't want to be a failure to whoever it is that you're trying to prove yourself to whether that be yourself or whoever you're trying to make proud your parents you know i i understand that feeling as well you guys i cannot stress you this you're not a failure you know success comes from failure at the end of the day it's a learning process period okay just because in grammar school i missed the first 500 uh layups or jump shots whatever the fuck does it mean that i'm a failure you know uh permanently i was a failure in that moment because i couldn't get the fucking ball in the hoop however i was a success because i kept going 
I didn't let the fear of missing a fucking layup or jump shot keep me from developing a skill. You know what I'm saying? I didn't let that keep me from going out there and trying every fucking time we had to do it. Or volleyball. If I served 10 fucking serves in a row and that one serve, uh, I fucking hit it straight to the net. I wasn't going to beat myself up over it. That's what a lot of people tend to think about. They're fixated on the one thing we did wrong or you did wrong or you're fixated on the one thing that you did wrong and not the 10 things that went right. Or the 10 things that might come right after that. After that one fuck up. After that one slip up. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking, it's it's kind of baffling how, how our mind works. And how our insecurities and all that shit get in the way. It's, it's hard and it, it fucking sucks. And I completely understand it. This is more of an un- unorthodox kind of like uh podcast but you think i give a fuck i don't care if i have to start over time in and time in and time in and time after time i don't fucking care you think i well i used to give a fuck how many you know how dumb i sounded or how many um 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 stammering ass shit that i did but right now i think the whole purpose of my revamp is just to be fucking me You know what I'm saying? Because not everybody is perfect. I'm not going to sit here and try to perfect the podcast that I'm completely out of my own fucking element, especially doing it by myself, which is a lot more difficult for me as an individual to do. I'm not going to let that stop me from doing it because what I realized is my little message or whatever the fuck I'm going to talk about or yeah it might bring some heat some fuckers might hate it i don't care other people might enjoy it other people might think it's mediocre i really don't give a fuck anymore because what i did realize again (laughs) is that whatever i say might make somebody's day and coming from a person who has in the last 15 years dealt with multiple people passing away you know from from me knowing them my grandma two friends an aunt an uncle you know you know distant aunt and uncle but still consider them aunt and uncle i and another friend actually i i just If this touches that one person and keeps them going, why the fuck not? Why wouldn't I do it? So yeah, my podcast from now on, I wanted to do this big revamp and try to be very professional because you never know what could come out of a um, podcast, but I'm doing it by myself. I want to do it by myself because I, I feel like I have this sense of urgency not urgency correct me when i'm wrong because i know i'm going to be wrong with the word that i use but i have this sense of wanting to just come out here or come on here 
shoot the shit and whoever vibes with me vibes with me and hopefully it saves somebody you know from themselves if they're gonna harm themselves and stuff like that or harm others literally just shooting the shit something that you would do on a daily basis I was checking the podcast um, analytics and if that's that's a word (laughs) Uh, because nowadays I'm fucking questioning everything that I say I don't know why but um the majority of people that hear these podcasts or these episodes I'm sorry are people from the United States but I have people from around the world and I didn't think that you know this podcast would make it out of fucking Chicago whoops there you go you fuckers know I'm from Chicago (laughs) even if you just listen a little bit and you're like oh this bitch is boring this girl is boring as fuck it has no substance I've been there before there's a lot of shit out there that seems so interesting and I try to press play and then I'm like oh man fuck this I'm the first one. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's like, oh, yeah, you lost my attention ASAP. And it, it's not because your shit isn't, like, interesting. It's just because I just don't give a fuck. I don't want to listen to it right now. I, 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 I attempted to. You know what I'm saying? But it didn't go well. And there's nothing, probably nothing that you could have done unless you used my name, said my name, or directed it to me that was going to keep my attention. That's just how it is with a podcast so i understand if you guys are listening to this and in the first segment you're like what the fuck is this just turned it off or just listen to the first few minutes and we're like all right that's enough i'll listen to it later and later again you know i just thank you for giving this podcast or this episode segment whatever the fuck the opportunity to go into your ear canal and hopefully something registered, something made you want to come back. I'm not going to get sentimental, you know, every, um, what the fuck, this massager stuff. Give me a second. Let's do high intensity, a higher intensity on my neck. Hold on. Let me, <clears throat> let me stop this shit for a second. All right. Now I will go. Let's do the other direction. And let's do a little bit more intense. Holy titties. And heat. A little bit hotter. Holy fuck. It's on my neck right now, guys. This is fucking banger. I didn't expect it to feel like this. Holy titties. Um, so, yeah. Oh. <laughs> guys, you really got to try this out. Um seen this in a lot of places go on amazon viva spa i'm not sponsored i don't have a fucking uh sponsorship or you know they don't give me shit for free but sheesh this is out of the many that i've tried before this is by far the the best one. Oh, and they have these little um like pouches this motherfucker ah sorry they have like uh these little like a little slit um, so you could put your arms through and bring it down for even more pressure, not just the intensity. 
controlled by the button on the side. You could also pull down with your arm and, um, oh, fuck, yeah, too much pressure. Um, <clears throat> put pressure. So, yeah, so, you know, oh, fun fact to some, I stopped drinking coffee, caffeinated coffee. <laughs> I am drinking decaf. Um, because I quit cold turkey and I was like, what the fuck did you do? Sometimes here and there I, I do drink, uh, I shouldn't say I quit, you know, fully, but it's rare or an occasionally I will on occasion, uh, maybe like once a month or so, uh, drink a light roasted caffeinated coffee as opposed to a medium or dark roasted caffeinated coffee, how I used to. Normally I drink the, the coffee that I drink now is decaf medium roast. Um, but if I drink a caffeinated, um, coffee cup, a cup of coffee, what the fuck? (laughs) It's fucking massage. Uh, if I drink a caffeinated cup of coffee, it has to be light roast and I will put as much water, I think like 16 ounces, uh, whatever the big button is on a Keurig. I put the big button because it obviously waters that even more down um as opposed to the smaller buttons like you know the six ounce or whatever there's more caffeine in it because it's not stringed through the water any fucking ways i picked the big button light roast put you know dairy free cream and either use two equals or uh use sugar free or regular uh um, coffee coffee mate i think french vanilla fucking without obviously if i put sugar-free creamer uh french vanilla flavored or even the sugar the one with the sugar added uh french vanilla creamer i don't add a fuck ton and nor do i add more sugar like equal or anything no i only add equal i only take two equals random as fuck i'm sorry i'm off a track but i only take my coffee with two equals if i have to drink regular cream um but yeah, I try, you know, so on occasion I could drink it without sugar and just cream, regular cream, no flavor, or sometimes I could drink it black with no sugar. That shit's bitter as fuck. If I really don't want to drink any kind of creamer, I will put two equals in black coffee, uh, decaf or caffeinated whenever, whenever I'm in this mood and I'll drink it from a straw. I'll let it cool down and I'll drink it from a straw. It's fucking weird, but that's me. <laughs> um... I do have a question. I I, I want to know how many people are coffee drinkers. Well, I know a fuck ton are, but how many of you coffee, big, big coffee drinkers actually quit cold turkey once? I, w- I want to hear the stories. Like, I really am trying to sift through all the messages that I've received. But, uh, you know, if, if you're going to comment, uh, comment with a fucking massage. Hold on. Oh, my God. Um... I want to know how many of you coffee drinkers actually, you know, quit cold turkey. I want you guys to go ahead and hit me up on Instagram. Instagram is FP underscore A-N as in Nancy. I-T-Y-20. Again, that's FP underscore A-N-I-T-Y-2-0. 
hit me up on Instagram. You don't have to add me. That's fine. I, I really don't give a fuck. I only have 60 followers. That's fucking crazy now that I'm looking at it. Oh, you know what? To be honest, I've been going through it and removing people from my followers list. I have no idea why the fuck I did that. And ow, I've been removing people from my follow who i follow so yeah i only have 16 posts so i, I don't expect a, a lot but you guys are not inclined to add me at all you could just literally send me a dm let me know if you're a big big coffee drinker if you quit coffee once in your lifetime for even a day or a week or whatever i just want to know the side effects that you guys went through i know everybody goes through different things but i really want to know if there's a such thing as like a long-lasting side effect or like withdrawal symptom that you go through if you were a big coffee drinker or a coffee drinker at that whatever uh just go ahead and send me a dm for sure something interesting that i want to know about um so yeah randomly i just stopped drinking coffee it was giving me a little bit more anxiety and you know it wasn't giving me anxiety i was uh getting episodes of anxiety where what i would drink coffee and it would make it a lot worse so i just decided to cut it until the uh anxiety you know got less intense but to be honest i just kept off of it (laughs) right now i mean i'm not even gonna lie i have a bit of anxiety but um not right now this minute but i am going through an episode of anxiety uh so i guess you know i just stood off of decaf until i'm completely rid of anxiety or you know just just to cut out a caffeinated beverage like to be honest that's the only thing that i would drink it was either coffee or water because i rarely drink pop if i drink pop like pepsi or something it'll be like on a random day and it would be once one time out of that day and it'll be just one cup usually unless it's like a uh uh let's say like a party and i'll drink like maybe three cups of pop and then the rest water or like an alcoholic beverage and you know water that's basically how i am but my main drink is water (laughs) um but yeah i just it's weird. Um, what else was I gonna say? Oh, shit. So I actually have another thing that I that I want to talk about. Where I hope that if someone who is struggling with a uh, episode or episodes or whatever the fuck the case is of anxiety or any kind of other disorder that they may you know struggle from, uh, whether it be mental or physical or whatever the fuck, emotional. Um, this is i guess what wow and my dogs are really just gonna sit here and bark they're really just gonna sit here and bark hey can you guys give me a second can you guys give me a second roscoe can you give me a second bubs trying to do an episode is that cool can i do it can you give me a second can you chill thank you oh i thought i said chill it's okay huns oh don't jump up hi hi honey here you got something to say to the people let's see here hold on Hold on. Hold on, guys. I want to see if my dogs will say something. Here. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear them, but it was so funny. My, my I put it towards uh, my dog, which his name is Roscoe. 
um, I put it to his nose, and I, I don't know, it was the first dog you heard. Then I put it to Rizzo, my mom's dog, and he, uh, he just turned back right now. He, uh, just tried to put it in his mouth. It was so funny. Or tried to bite the mic. It was, it was, it was funny. Um, but yeah, uh, there's something else that I would like to talk about, and I hope that it's not like a trigger thing. I hope that if you're struggling with this or, you know, like an episode of this or whatever the case is, I hope that you can find some comfort in this. I, um, that's what I actually am hoping for. I hope that it doesn't put you like in a dark, you know, place or anything like that. I just, I just hope that it it helps you in a sense that, Hey, you know what? I'm not the only one who's been through this or man, this is how, you know, you, you could give an insight and then use it for yourself as well. Cause you hear somebody else is going through it and then you'll be like, man, you should do this or you should do, you should do that. And then you come to realize like, you know what? I'm going through the same shit. I should take my own advice. You normally that happens. So, uh, one thing I do want to talk about, and this is going to be probably the only time I talk about it, unless it, you know, I'm having a, a, a hard time and just want to come out and just, you know, uh, speak about it. And hopefully it continues to, you know, teach people and help people and, you know, bring people back to reality. Um, then I'll bring it up again. But this October, I went through something very tragic. And, oh my gosh, give me one second because this massager. Oh, my hands got stuck. What in the French toast? You guys remember that early, uh, I think it was Orbit uh, or Trident. I don't remember. Some commercial dealing with the whitening, uh, with a gum that would whiten your mouth or whatever. I think it was Orbit. Uh, they're like, what the French toast? Or son of a biscuit eating bulldog or you lint liquor oh god i just remember that because i said uh what the french toast but anyways (laughs) off topic i went through something tragic this uh october and you know very personal uh to me because it was involving one of my friends so one of my close friends that at, at the time i didn't realize that you know, we had this close bond and close like friendship. I I didn't even realize it. I didn't take the time to realize it obviously until it was, you know, too late. I had a friend that, um, committed suicide and it's kind of hard to talk about. So I'm going to try to power through this without getting emotional. Uh, just how she would, you know, at, you know, that's what gives me that confianza if that's how you say it. But, um, I give me uh, wow okay um so my friend committed suicide and you know I had a hard time trying to even understand how and why and what and you know like really trying to figure it the fuck out you know and everything not one thing actually everything that everyone else was telling me who who i you know allowed um into my like vulnerable state um told me nothing but positive things and you know i understand that i completely understand that i didn't want to be rizzo can you can you come over here bud riz Thanks, bub. Yeah, can you stay out of my room? Thank you. Um, 
he's a real pain in the uh, ruckus or tuckus, however you call it. Um, they said everything. They did. They said everything right. But you know, as a person coming through or going through something very, uh, I guess, like tragic, I, I I listened, but I didn't listen. And those of you have been, who have been through situations like that, even if it's not you know something tragic like this, it might be just you know leaving somebody or <laughs> not taking that class or not buying that dress or whatever the fuck you you always think of the what if you know and i think that that's something that just really stuck with me and i'm just like man what if what if what if what if well i'm telling you guys it's not easy but it's not hard to overcome the feeling of you not being there for somebody you know because that person obviously was struggling with something that didn't um think they had an outlet or didn't believe that they had an outlet or whatever the reason is like it's pretty hard you know because this friend I would talk to a lot of the time like almost every day you know and what the things that I was encountering that I'm encountering again or encountering now period I would call her first to talk about it. And now that I'm going through the stuff or maybe going through the stuff, I don't have her to call. You know, because like I said before, you know, I understand that some people don't want to feel like they're bothering everybody else. And, and, you know, with the same conversation over and over or the same hurt feelings that you're feeling or emotions, whatever. I this is this is exactly why I said that, because that's how I feel sometimes you know I'm, I'm hurting obviously you know I don't have a friend oh wow said that completely wrong <laughs> I don't have my friend who would just pick up the phone at whatever fucking time it was who was dealing with her own shit who still made time for me who still got involved in a positive manner Slash negative sometimes because we were going through the same shit. So, you know, we would always think we would try to be positive, but then we'll be like, man, fuck this. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> you know, that's what I mean. A negative way. Um, She's she's not there. She's not here. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, you have those people in your life. It could be, you know, family, friends, fucking boyfriend, girlfriend fucking puppy i don't know i don't care um that say like anything that's bothering you you know if you need somebody call me it's okay but then you know when you call them or or you're having a conversation with them either you realize that it's the same shit you're bitching about and you don't want to drag them down emotionally or you you know you're trying you're also trying to be mindful at the same time because you do realize that they're going through other shit and their response right then and there might not be what you're looking for based off of the fact that you're kind of being insensitive with just going with your problems and not asking them about your theirs like i get it or you don't want to worry somebody because they have enough to worry about so you don't want to worry them even more like i trust me i fucking get it i'm going through it right now you know 
Um, and it's not, I don't want any of my friends who are listening to this or any family members listening to this, take offense to any of this, because trust me, it's like you get that one person that has absolutely nothing to deal with like romance or, or, you know, like, a um, like a super, super, super close fucking, I don't know, friendship. I don't even know what the fuck I'm trying to say, to be honest, but you don't come across a lot of people that are that selfless to put whatever they're going through aside and listen to your shit and try to help you through your shit. They'll let you in a little bit to what they're going through when they absolutely cannot handle whatever it is that they're going through. You rarely come in into contact with people like that. So before she committed suicide, I thought of myself as that person but I wasn't as selfless as she was you know what I'm saying she was a lot more selfless than I was so it's like fuck like dude this girl really valued friendship and she really wanted to help people and stuff like that and it's just like what the fuck dude I I, I mean a person with you know, anxiety struggles and, uh, not struggles because normally it's, it's, it's normal and it's normally under control. Um, a person who has anxiety issues from time to time and, um, I guess a person who has, um, seen emotional distress and stuff like that and felt it herself and you know stuff like that i'm just like how the fuck did i completely miss all of the signs like how didn't i catch this shit earlier you know i noticed a difference with my friend in august but like a respectful person that i am I didn't press her. So now, if I press any of my friends or family, just know it's not to be nosy. It's to it's with complete and utter good intentions. Because I don't want this not to set on my conscience. This is exactly the opposite. I don't want someone who I know, whether it be close or, you know, as close as my ass to my asshole is, or as far as my fucking head from my toe. I I, I don't care how close we are or how we know each other. I don't care if we don't have that, like close relationship to at least talk about personal like real personal shit i i really don't give a fuck i'm not doing it to be nosy or anything like that but when i reach out to you and i ask you if you are good how are things going i hope you're okay i hope you and your family are okay if you need anything let me know these are things that i normally say and feel genuine about but ever since I lost that friend, oh yeah, 
it's a little bit more intense for me. So, I, like, intense in a sense, like, I'm not, try. I'm trying to, spare a life or save a life and i know like it's, it's weird because like when it's your time it's your time and stuff like that or i just hope and pray and wish that if someone who i know personally whether it be close or distant um sorry Rizzo. Oh, i'm sorry bubs i gotta fix this blanket though here you go <laughs> um i hope that you're okay and you find that safe space. And if it's not with me, that's fine. You know, I just hope that me asking you if you're okay triggers you to talk about it with someone who you trust and love to talk about the fact that if you're okay or not. That's all I'm trying to do. Because let me tell you, whoever is in my life right now in whatever way that they're in my life is for a fucking reason because my close friends and my close family members know how closed off i am and i choose to be purposely because of everybody in fucking in the world all that man de ojo bullshit you know i I just like my privacy so you know very well if i chose you to be in my life one way or another that means that I'm gonna be checking on you and make sure that you're okay because I value whatever kind of relationship we have in whatever form we have you know what I'm saying I'm not trying to be best friends with everybody if it happens it happens I do believe in that no new friend song <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm fucking with you guys um, but yeah so that's I hope that me asking you if you're okay or you listening to this podcast and me asking you, you, whoever is listening. Yeah, I don't know everybody's name. I don't know who's listening. I don't know your age. I don't know your race. I don't know if you understand me. I don't know. But whoever is listening to this right now, I want to make sure that you're okay. And if you're not in this segment brought you to realize that you're not okay i hope that you take that necessary step and reach out to someone that you trust and if you feel like if you don't have anybody that you trust or you don't want to bother anybody there are other outlets look for them you're not alone i hope that if this engaged you to engage with someone else and actually tell them how you're feeling that's a fucking plus for me because like i said i think i said in the segment before where i was um interrupted i want you to remember that you're worth it you are loved if you feel that you don't have anybody that you love or that loves you i'm sorry listen to this again love isn't always romantic i don't give a fuck if it's a homeless person down the street At the end of the day, I don't wish any bad on him or her. I wish them prosperity. I hope that they find a way to come out of the struggle that they're they're going through. You're loved. You're worth it. 
you mean something you fucking matter your lowest time you matter you are fucking beautiful inside you are beautiful outside you are beautiful even on your lowest fucking day even on your lowest day whatever you think is your lowest day you are beautiful Unless you're a complete fucking asshole and you're negative and you fucking hate everybody and make everybody's life miserable. But then fuck, you're not beautiful. But I hope that you (laughs) get beautiful. But for those of you who are struggling mentally or going through a traumatic event and feel like you're in this alone, you're not. You really aren't. Just calm down. Take it a day at a time and never fucking give up. You might be lost right now in your career. Or you might be stuck at a dead-end job and you don't know what to do. Fuck, nobody does. Those people who who do, we don't know if they struggled. We don't know if they had a spoon, a, a silver spoon up their ass. I mean, we don't fucking know. We, we judge them, probably. But we shouldn't. Because we don't know everybody's story. I may look like I have everything together. But I don't. (laughs) I really don't. Do I think I'm alone? No. Not at all. Do I distance myself? Fuck yeah. The majority of the time I do. Because that's the type of person I am. I normally can work through everything that I go through by myself when it's too strong when it's too intense when it's overwhelming I do ask for help I do look for help I don't care who I'm bothering if I have to just get it out I get it out that's what I want you to do you fucking matter you matter I'm gonna say this thing from the movie The Help (laughs) it's funny to me you you just gotta watch it you is kind you is smart you is important cause you guys are you guys are smart in different ways might not be book smart fuck a lot of people aren't book smart it might be you're fucking smart at life Because people who are, the majority of people who may be book smart don't know their head from their ass or their left from their right or they won't be able to survive out, out there in the real world. When you who don't pronounce words the right way or say the wrong words or use different verb tenses aren't book smart or don't have a high vocabulary but you might be out there fucking busting your ass or might be able to live know how to live and survive because you've been there you know what i'm saying you've been through the fucking trenches you got yourself the fuck out of it you're a survivor so don't doubt yourself book smart street smart life smart if you're fucking poor if you're fucking rich good for you 
for for the rich you know not not for the poor i hope you get out of it i hope you're able to get out of that situation but you're never fucking alone regardless regardless and i wish that that's something that i could tell my fucking friend i didn't mean to say it like that i wish that i could tell my friend that dude you're not alone you're never bothering me I'm here. I don't know what I could do. Maybe I can't do anything. But I'm here to hear you. I'm here to listen. Whatever the fuck it may be. All my friends out there. That are listening to this. I am here for you. 100%. It's kind of hard if I'm going through. An anxiety episode as well. However. That doesn't mean you can't. Count on me. Or you can't call me. I might not give you the response you want if I'm going through an you know an anxious episode. However, maybe I will. We could bounce off of each other's anxiety. Figure out how I'm dealing with it that's not working. It might work for you and how you're not how you try to deal with it that's not working for you might work for me. It's about communication. It's about just reaching out. Letting people know, "Hey, I'm fucking struggling with something, dude." So they don't fucking press you. So they don't fuck around with you. So they don't mess with your buttons. So they have a little bit of fucking empathy. Compassion. Fucking sympathy. That's all it is. There are people in the world that don't give a fuck. There are people in the world that literally go through. What we may be going through. Or you may be going through. But in a less intense state. So they might not understand. But it doesn't hurt to reach out to them and try there are people out there who are so open-minded who are willing to listen to what you're going through not only to help you but to learn and help themselves help themselves save somebody save themselves save a life save whatever it is oh by the way i saw a video of a dog that was I didn't see it get hit by a car, but it was a puppy. It was a three-month-old puppy. Random. I'm sorry. And those people who fucking take it out on animals, too, you guys are fucking pricks. I honestly, if I ever win the lotto or someone wants to donate money to something that to something that means something, this is something that I want to do. Everybody, the majority of people would like to win the lotto for their own benefit, I guess. Yeah, no shit. I could be saying, (laughs) you know, I won't use a penny towards anything dealing with me. No, I could be saying that, but that'd be a fucking lie. I would like to win the lotto if I were to win the lotto. One out of the many things that I want to do. But one main focus in my life that I really, really want to do is help those animals in need. Those animals that are fucking struggling. Those animals that are fucking abandoned. Or just let go. Like they weren't shit. Those people who, those dogs who are being fucking abused. Those those cats. I want to save them. 
those puppies that are being dumped like they ain't shit instead of taken to a fucking shelter. I want to help them. I want a sanctuary. I want to open an animal sanctuary. That's something that I've always wanted because at the end of the day, every time that I saved a lost animal that I would encounter, I never wanted to take it to the shelter and leave it there. I wanted to bring it back. Or I just wanted to bring it home and then figure it out with the vet later. Meaning like, I would want it. I would want to keep it. That's what I meant. That's what I mean. Yeah, I could do a lot more other things with the money. But honestly, that is my main thing. Because I see all these fucking stories. All these videos. On Instagram. And on fucking TikTok. Or even on the news about animals being abused. And I'm like, you guys are... You guys are dicks. Because... These animals have absolutely no one unless they maul the fuck out of you <laughs> and some dogs obviously don't do that or they might just be put down right then and there and it's not their fault that's how i feel about babies and kids also and women who are abused and you know fucking <sighs> so yeah i would like to start off with an animal sanctuary get that up and going then yeah, I would like to also, I don't know, I haven't put my hand, or hand, my finger on it or anything like that of how I would like to help women who are being, who are being or were abused or children who are being or were abused. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, back to like the shit that, that's on Netflix about the little boy. Uh, Gabriel Fernandez that shit broke my fucking heart and if I was that teacher I would have lost my fucking job because or I'd be arrested for kidnapping and I would not give a fuck because I'm not letting that kid go back to where the fuck he was going to to get beat and I know sometimes you don't see it because it may be just emotional abuse but that hasn't affected the kid as you know obvious as it may seem on another kid you know what i'm saying like i know that i'm here to help people and i want to find a way to do it aside from like work i just would like to open how i said if i ever win the lotto or someone wants to be or is kind enough and reaches out and is like hey i got a fucking stack of cash here just laying around here go open yourself an animal sanctuary that's my number one my number two and my number three well no that's my number one my number two is tied with women and children because that one's a little bit more intricate a little bit more complex than saving you know strays and 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 abused animals and stuff to me 
but if someone donates for me to specifically open you know my number two choice as well i wish it could all be tied with number one but uh, not everybody likes dogs or cats and stuff <laughs> and i really really love fucking dogs cats they scare the shit out of me i don't want anything bad to happen to them but <laughs> they fucking scare me because I, I i've never had a cat my aunt had a cat she had multiple cats and they just scare the fuck out of me so i'm like oh no 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 <laughs> my niece has a cat right now and she's so fucking cute don't get me wrong she is the cutest cat i've ever seen to be honest because she's little and you know i, I don't want to say she's a dwarf because i don't think she is but she's a small cat she's so fucking fluffy she's cute she's so fucking cute and she scares the living fuck out of me because i'm like nah man at least with a dog you could kind of tell because i'm a dog person obviously you could kind of tell if a dog's not feeling you and they're gonna fucking lunge at you or whatever you could kind of tell if you're not overconfident and think you're a fucking dog whisperer to every dog you'll be able to have that you know realization that not every dog is fucking approachable um cats i have no fucking idea about nah hell nah i see those videos also that i'm just like oh but what i let cats in fuck yeah i'll save a cat i'll save a fucking horse i'll save any fucking animal you miss me I'm, I, I lied you miss me on fucking like the, the alley rats and spiders fuck no nah 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 or or, or uh, lizards and shit no 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 i can't do any of that i'm a big wimp when it comes to those kind of animals there's a that's a definite fuck no for me but like <laughs> all the other animals sheesh give it to me got you i'll figure a fucking way donors you know vets that wanna that are legit and want to you know how do, how do you call it like that are bigger than money and want to donate some of their services on a, t- a day-to-day or month-to-month year-to-year basis fucking fine with me i don't even believe in euthanasia unless the dog is struggling the dog is hurting the dog is suffering or the cat is suffering or the horse is suffering or the fucking pig hippo giraffe gorilla i, I don't care if they're suffering and they're hurting and they're in pain then okay but euthanasia because they're fucking aggressive nah 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 that's a that's a last approach very very tucked away under the rug approach for me because i feel that that dog if i have to get a bite suit (laughs) so i could walk that dog or let that dog loose in 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 a gated facility in the sanctuary by itself but like with a window like like a plexiglass window so they could at least see other dogs because you know i'm scared that they're gonna bite me or whatever I'm gonna do that before I euthanize it because I believe that it probably had a troubled past or is suffering from something internally that obviously they can't tell us why they're irritable. 
make this part of the podcast go viral. <laughs> That's my goal in life is to open an and one of my goals in life is to open an animal sanctuary where it doesn't matter if the dog is super fucking <laughs>